Welcome to the Stephanie Humphrey Podcast, where we host New Testament and Old Testament Bible study, Sip and Say with Stephanie, and this season, our virtual lifestyle series, presenting classes to help us live a well and healthy lifestyle. Tune in as we share the Word of God, what's on Stephanie's heart, and teachings from our guest speakers. Blessings. Thank you all every Thursday or every time that I come on the show. How are you doing? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing socially? How are you doing spiritually? How are you doing physically? I feel feel like I forgot something. How are you doing mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, and spiritually? How are you all doing? I am feeling absolutely amazing tonight, y'all. We I've had a great day today. It was a busy day. I had two meetings today, so it was a busy day, but it was day, a wonderful day, a great day. I'm so happy to be alive. Child, just to be in the land of the living is such a blessing to be in my right mind, to have activity of my limbs and to be able to work and just move about. I'm thankful. I'm truly blessed, better than blessed. Praise the Lord. And I know you all, I say that all the time, but I mean it every single time I say it, I mean it. I am blessed to be alive, blessed to have activity in my limbs and my right mind. I'm blessed and I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. And uh, so how are y'all doing? You can add it to the chat. You can add it to the comment section later. Uh, Just let me know how you're feeling. I ask because I want to know. I want to know how you're doing. Maybe nobody has asked you how you're doing today. How are you feeling today? How is your heart? Maybe nobody has asked you, and so I ask you because I care. Because sometimes, y'all, life is be rough out in these streets. <laughs> it's so interesting. I was having a conversation with a coworker that I don't, I see her often, and we chat as much as we can, but we really had an opportunity to talk today, and we it was such a great, encouraging, inspiring, motivating conversation. We were sharing um, ideas with each other and just resources with each other. It was just a blessing. It's such a blessing to talk to people who are like-minded, people who are willing to learn, willing to grow, willing to receive from you, willing to pour into you. It is such a blessing to be around people like that. Sometimes it's not your friends, you know. Sometimes it's a coworker that you have a good relationship with, and maybe it's just a coworker you say, hey, hi to in the hallway, but then you have an opportunity to really talk and have great conversations. So me and this coworker have had some great conversations in the past, but today we just really dug in and it was good. And I'm so thankful for it. I'm still kind of feasting on the blessing that was that conversation. And I'm still feasting on, you know, the atmosphere, even that was just the, the, the atmosphere of peace and 
grace that was present as she and I were talking. It, it was such a blessing. And I thank God for the exchange that took place, right? That exchange of ideas and uh, resources and encouragement and motivation and inspiration and admonishment, you know, and I'm going to say and challenge, you know, just that encouragement to challenge and in challenging me to push a little further and me challenging her to push a little further. Y'all, God is, God, let me tell y'all something. God's timing is absolutely perfect. I went, um, it's, it's perfect. Let me just tell you, I went for one thing and ended up with something else. And it was such a blessing. And she also mentioned how how I ble- how much of a blessing the conversation was. God just set you up at the right time, at the right moment, on the right day to get what you need and to give what you need to give. And so, I, again, I thank God for that even exchange of everything that happened in that conversation and in that atmosphere. And so God is good to me. He's good. He is good. He is good. He is good. He is good. Good, good. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth truly endures to all generations. So I'm feeling good tonight. I am feeling, um, I'm feeling blessed and I'm also feeling sad for some things that are happening in our world today. The main shooting has made me sad. 18 people um, confirmed dead and uh, you know hopefully that number will not rise but there were many injuries I didn't get the number of injuries but there are many injuries of the shooting that took place yesterday today's Thursday so yesterday um, yes yesterday and it is thought that um, the suspect let me see let me look at the names I don't want to get the name wrong um, it is thought that Robert Card, it, it may be the person, you know, the allegedly he's a person that possibly, you know, was in the the photos, um, uh, um, allegedly committing this crime. We are we not we're not sure, but he is a person of interest in the possible shooter, alleged shooter, and he is still at large. So I know I think that main residents are still asked to. Um, shelter in place and remain vigilant in keeping their, you know, their um, house uh, locked, garage locked, is everything locked down to try to be as safe as possible until this particular um, person of interest, alleged suspect, is um, captured by the police. Uh, So I'm sad about that. I'm also sad because you all The Republican Party in North Carolina, in my opinion, is doing some underhanded and shady things. They have redrawn the the redistricting lines and it's, 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 it's a mess. It's a mess. I don't have enough information on it to share with you, but I'm hoping to talk a little bit more about it at the next Sip and Save with Stephanie. They are, we have a super majority um, Republicans in the House and the Senate, both control, you know, Republicans control both House and Senate in North Carolina. And I feel like, I, I feel like if your, if your party 
and the policies and the laws that your party is putting forth, if they are legit, if they are in the best interest of the North, uh, if the people in North Carolina, if what you're doing is on the up and up, then why stoop to underhanded, um, dirty, ridiculous, and possibly against the um, Voting Rights Act? Why would you? commit such atrocities if your party is doing so well and you're in the right. If you're in the right, why are you doing wrong? If you're in the right, why are you doing things underhanded, deceptive, wrong? And so that's where we are. Again, I'll have some more information next month. You know, within a few weeks, I'll have some more. I Yes, I'll have some more information um, a little bit later. I'm going to do some more research on what is happening here in my home state. It's a lot going on here. It's a lot going on. And North Carolinians, especially black people, you all, we need to open up our eyes, open up our ears, get our fingers moving, um, doing on the computer, on the desktop, on your phone, on your tablet, doing some research about what's going on here in North Carolina. We need to pay attention to the news. We need to look at the laws that are being introduced in the House and the Senate in North Carolina. We need to contact our representatives, go to the um, state capitol, if that's what you want to do during the legislative sessions, go in, sit in, talk to your representatives, write letters, emails, phone calls, whatever you need to do to get your voice, for your voice to be heard. Now, the main way our voice is heard is in the ballot box. And let's just be honest, North Carolina didn't come through during the last election, which is why we have the mess we have right now. And I'm going to say majority of Black people did not come, uh, did not vote at in the numbers that we should have voted in, which is why we have the mess we have right now. And I'm going to talk about it because I vote. And so I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about everybody who didn't vote. I'm going to talk about it because I vote. I think in my early years, maybe my early 20s, I missed a few primaries. But since then, I'm voting. Every time the ballot box is open, I'm voting. I voted in our primaries um, in October, mid-October. I think there were only three uh, positions on the ballot. I went and voted right before I went to work, and then I slid on to work, had my I voted, sticker on, everybody was probably like, Lord, she just took that, said, we voted, I voted in the primaries. I, I don't care if one person is on the ballot. I'm exercising my right to vote because I recognize black people died for the right to vote. Not only that is it is a right that I have that I'm going to exercise, it is a privilege, it is an honor to be able to vote um, uh, rep representatives into uh, the Senate, into the house. It is important to me. It is necessary for me to vote. And I'm I'm wanting to get a little bit more involved. I used to be more involved in the legislative process than I am currently. And I mean, going down to the legislative building, sitting in on the, um, during the legislative meetings, talking to representatives. Um, so I uh, used to be more active at one point and have drifted away from that. But th I've been thinking about how I want to get involved again. There's an organization that I'm thinking about working with that's been very active in my county over the last, I would say, this year. And so I'm thinking about connecting with that organization to 
Um, my, my main thing is I just want to educate people. Like the voting laws were passed where you have to show uh, an ID now to vote. And so there may be people who don't have that information or don't know which IDs are acceptable to vote. And then if you don't have an ID, you know, your provisional ballot, well, what is that? What do I need to do to, to um, um, cast a provisional ballot? And so I I really want to just get information out there. I just, I don't, I don't care about party right now. I'm just caring about people. Don't care about party. I'm caring about people. And so that's what I'm thinking about, praying about, and I'm hoping to make a decision or just seek guidance from the Lord about what I'm to do. Cause y'all it's it's a lot going on in our world. Um, just in general, but in particular right now, just related to voting. It's a lot going on. And you know what, you all, I don't know if you know this, so I'm not sure if you're learning this for the first time tonight, but there is a, um, <laughs> y'all, I'm telling y'all, Black people, we better pay attention. White people, you better pay attention to. Asian people, Latino people, there is a Project 2025. Have you all heard of Project 2025? I just recently heard about Project 2025 and checked out the playbook. It is a 900 plus page document. I think it's like 925 pages. And I did not make that face because of the number of pages. I made the face because this, I have not read every page of it yet. It's going to take me a little while to get through it all. It's messy, y'all. So it's Project 20, since we're talking about voting, I want you to know about this. It's pro And then I'm gonna get to Domestic Violence Awareness Month because I did say we were talking about that tonight and we are, um, but I did wanna give this little bit of news before we pushed forward. So Project 2025 is a presidential transition project that's mostly led by the Heritage Foundation. The particular playbook was put out by the Heritage Foundation is an extremely conservative, conservative group. Um, and then there are other organizations and entities that support this particular project, 2025. And so the playbook is called, did I write it down? Yes, the playbook is called Mandate for Leadership, The Conservative Promise. It is a 180-day transition book. If Republicans get in power, they are planning to implement the um, I'm going to say the guidelines that are outlined in this particular mandate for leadership, they're planning to implement these things if they win the presidential election in 2024. Y'all, you need to get it. Like I, I know it's October, about to be November. We're going into the Christmas season and we like our Christmas movies. A lot of us love to watch our Christmas movies. That hour, hour and a half, two hours that you're spending for your watching Christmas movie, take off one movie and get into this Project 2025 and read what it is about. Just a little bit that I've read so far. This playbook wants to take us back to a time where, where Black people could be in shackles. They, they really want to take us back there. Um, but back to a time where what, what, came, <laughs> what came to mind is, um, what I, it's not Leave it to Beaver, but it's, um, I can't even think of the, the Black and White show um, where it's a nuclear family and just everything is white. 
read it for yourself so you can form your own opinion about it. Um, yes, take some time to read it. It's gonna take a, it's gonna take a while, um, but read it. Take some time to read it and understand what the Republicans want to do, how they want to turn this country into a dictatorship. Let's just say what it is. They really want the United States of America to be a dictatorship. And if they can get to that place, they would. I think if they could burn the Constitution and not use it as a guideline, they would. And it's so interesting that they put out um, the American Heritage Foundation. Let me, let me make sure I'm saying it right. Excuse me, not the American Heritage Foundation. That's not right. But the Heritage Foundation put out this playbook. Like we have the Constitution. Why do you need a playbook for the president to do his job? He has the Constitution as his guide. I'm done with that. Read it. I would put a link in the description, but I'm not going to. You all look not because of you, but I'm just not. I'm, I'm just not going to. I'm don't support it. What I read so far, I do not support, and I'm not going to. Y'all, if you Google or use your whatever your search engine is, your what's the one I like the um. Anyway, whatever your search engine is, put in Project 2025. It'll pop up and read the information that's outlined there. Um, we know that the House has elected a speaker in, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I, got all, <laughs> I got all these names up here because they didn't gone through quite a few. They didn't gone through Steve Scalise, Scalise, Scalise. I'm saying his name wrong. I apologize, Mr. Steve. Uh, even though Jim Jordan, Austin Scott, Time Emer, excuse me, not Time, Tom Emer, um, y'all. And so they finally elected Mike Johnson with the 2020 to 2009 vote. So Mike Johnson got the 2020. They needed 2017. Um, and then um, Representative Hakeem Jeffers got 2000. And, I mean, not 2000, sorry, 209. And so from the information that I've read about Mike Johnson, He's, in my opinion, what I've read about him so far, I think he's worse, worse than McCarthy. Y'all, let's just pray. I mean, pray, take action in the voting booth, take action by talking to your representatives and your senators. It's, it's a mess out here in these streets. I'm telling y'all, I, I do not have a good feeling about the direction that uh, Mike Johnson is going to take the House. I think it's going to be messy. I think it's going to be chaotic. I think he is going to be some dissension. There's a lot of dissension and chaos already, but I think it's going to be worse. And I know he has this really demure type of air about him, but it's a deception, y'all. It is deception. It's deception. Mm -hmm. So you all do some research for yourself. Learn about who this person is and um just bitches be informed please 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 be informed you know i was reading that um the information on cbs news online about the individuals that wanted to be house speaker and one thing i i noted that was really interesting about tom emer i think i'm pronouncing his name correctly e m m e r um the the republicans refused to excuse me, refused to um, vote for him 
um, as a potential Speaker of the House because he voted to certify the 2020 elections and because he supports same-sex marriage. So according to the report by CBS News, for those two reasons, the um, more conservative um, persons in the Republican Party did not want to support him. Now, I'm not a supporter of same-sex marriages. I'm not, but he he ha everybody has a right to support what and who they want to. You know, that's your business, you know. Um, but he... So that's two reasons why I was just like, and that was enough. I already know who the Republican Party is, but that was enough to tell me even more or solidify who I know the Republican Party to be. So y'all just just do your research. That's all I'm telling you. Watch y'all sipping on tonight. <laughs> Look, we already almost 30 minutes into the broadcast. Why do y'all, I'm sipping on straight water. So y'all look, this is my T-Mobile cup. Y'all heard me talk about T-Mobile. T-Mobile does T-Mobile Tuesdays. So this is my fourth cup. They've given out four cups since I um, become a part of, or since I um, get my T-Mobile Tuesdays. Uh, since I, I'm a member, I'm going to say a member of the T-Mobile Tuesdays. And so this is the fourth cup they've given out. So it's the fourth one that I received. And so I'm sipping on, as y'all can see, straight water tonight. And that's what I need. And so why do you all sipping on? Y'all sipping on tea, hot chocolate. I wish I would have bought some water for some hot chocolate. Nice, it's a little chilly up in here. Uh, but hot chocolate, tea. What y'all sipping? A little, a little wine, maybe a beer, maybe some straight vodka, the way things going around up in here, these, these United States of America. Tell me what y'all are sipping on. I think I need to wipe my glasses. Um, let me see if anybody has told me in the chat what they're sipping on or if anybody has told me how they're doing tonight. Y'all let me grab my car so I can wipe. Oh, hey. Um, hey, Mom. How are you? Sis Brenda. Hey, Aunt Wanda. She's Aunt Wanda sipping on water tonight. Yeah, that's what I got. But I might end up putting some hot chocolate on after. Oh, no. Okay, I just remembered I was supposed to do something, but I have till tomorrow to do it, but I'm going to try to get it done tonight. Um, but I think I'm going to drink me some hot chocolate a little bit later because I, 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 just, I just need some. I think I just need some. So you all, let me get into talking about domestic violence awareness because I did promise you that I was going to talk about that tonight and I do have information. Before, in case I forget while it's on my mind because it's been kind of steady on my mind, I did tell you that I would be taking a class on the first Thursday of November. So next Thursday, but it's actually the 9th of November. So I'll be on next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. right here on the Stephanie Humphrey channel. But November 9th, I will not be on. I will be taking um, another class about domestic violence. This I cannot remember the name of this class, but it deals with um, lawsuit, the law, the law as it relates to domestic violence. And I definitely need more information about that aspect of domestic violence. So that's next Thursday. I know you, I told you all the Women's Health Awareness it is an, um, I'm going to say an entity or, or, or an organization sponsored by the NIH, the National Institute of Health. It is also sponsored by the Delta Sigma Theta sorority, which I'm not a member, um, but they are one of the sponsors. And I think it's important for us to note that the um, 
that the Deltas are a huge supporter of women's health awareness and getting information out to help women and, and men as well, but mainly women, but to help even men and children and families be better in our health. And so during the pandemic, they offered several online classes. I was I only took a few of them, but they offered online classes, and that I and I enjoyed taking them and gap and gaining the information that they offered. And there is a women's health awareness. Um, day it used to be day included, but it actually is a day in April. Um, so check out women's health awareness to get more information. I think they put the broadcast of the session I took a couple of weeks ago. I think it's available on their website. I'm not sure. I can't even remember the name of it, but if I find the link, I'll add it to the description so that you can tap in. Um, and I may even add the link to the website so that you can have easy access to the website and the information that's presented. Some really great information, again, to help us be healthy and well. So let me get into talking about um, health, uh, women's health, not women's health awareness, but domestic violence awareness month. So my mom says she's drinking some watered down zero sugar power aid. Oh, my mama. And my aunt, she says she's feeling fine. I know that's right, Alwanda. All right. So I have quite a bit of information to share with us on tonight. So I'm going to try to just talk slowly and make sure that we all understand this information. I can almost guarantee that all of us know somebody or have known somebody who has been involved in a domestic dispute or a domestic violence situation, um, myself included. So domestic violence is a pattern of behaviors used by one partner to maintain power and control over another partner in an intimate relationship. Domestic violence is also referred to intimate partner violence, dating abuse, or relationship abuse. All of those terms um, are used to describe domestic violence. I want us to understand domestic violence, it does not discriminate. While people in the world discriminate, domestic violence does not discriminate as far as the abuser is concerned and as far as the victim is concerned. And it's not a Black issue or a white issue or a Latino issue or a Asian issue or a Native American issue or a um, Native Alaskan issue. It is a issue of insecurity on behalf, not on behalf, but as it relates to the abuser. It's really an issue of insecurity. Um, and because that person is insecure, they're wanting to exert power and control over another person to make themselves feel powerful or strong or big or grand, okay? Power and control. There are many types of abuse. Let's talk about it. There's physical abuse which is unintentional, excuse me, let me try that again. Physical abuse is intentional, excuse me, unwanted contact with you or something close to your body, or let me just not say you, because I don't like that. Let me try, let me just start over so I can get it like I want it. 
and still give you the right information. So physical abuse is an intentional or unwanted contact towards the person being abused. So either putting something close to their body or on their body or some type of contact with their body. It could be the abuser using his body. It could be the abuser using um, items or objects on or close to the person who's being abused their body. That particular contact, again, whether it's their body or an object, that particular contact is used to cause injury, to cause a disability, or to potentially cause death. So not only is a physical abuse unwanted contact, it is also a behavior that causes or has the intention of causing the injury, the disability, or the death, okay? It could be a knife, a gun, a bat, just anything. Um, yeah, physical abuse. Um, emotional or verbal abuse. Emotional abuse includes non-physical behaviors such as insults, threats, constant monitoring or checking in, um, excessive texting, humiliation, and stalking. If your man had to call you every 10 minutes to know where you're at and what you're doing, that's a form of abuse. If your woman has to call you every 10 minutes to find out what you're doing, who you with, where you at, that's a form of abuse. Because ain't that much love in the world. It's a form of abuse. It's a form of them wanting to control over what you're doing, who you're with, where you're going. So that's emotional verbal abuse. It also includes intimidation. It also includes isolation. A lot of times abusers will isolate the, uh, I hate to use the word victim. Oftentimes the abuser will isolate the one they are abusing by isolating them from their family, from their friends, from the people who know and love them best so that they alone can maintain the power and control over that person. Sexual abuse refers to any behavior that pressures or coerces someone to do something sexually that you don't want to do. Now look, <laughs> if you're married, um, intimacy is a huge part of marriage. It is. But if your spouse is wanting you to do something sexually that you don't want to do, and you don't say no, and they're forcing you to do it, that's a form of abuse. It's called sexual abuse. Just because your husband wants you to do things that you really don't want to do, you don't have to do it in the name of we married and I should do it. The marriage bed is under foul. Don't let that, don't let that man use the word of God to trip you up, to cause you to do something you don't want to do. Don't let that woman use the word of God and trip you up and cause you to do something that you want to do. If you say no, 
I don't want to use this whip and handcuffs, then doggone it, we're not going to use the whip and handcuffs. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. If you like whip and handcuffs, then do what you got to do. I mean, you know, it's all good. If they're wanting you to insert things into your body that you don't want to insert into your body in the name of sexual foreplay or sexual acts and you don't want to do it then tell him or her no i'm not doing that i don't want to do it i don't want those things in in places i, I don't want them to be just say no now if you like things to be plugged in in places that you you know it's that's between you your partner y'all you know whatever i ain't got nothing to do with that that's y'all business over there my business is over here your business is over there i'm just saying if there are acts that you don't want to do sexually and you tell your partner no they should respect that now, even if you are married. Now, I'm in particular talking about marriage, even if you are married. If you're not married, then show enough, get your stuff and go on about your business. You know, um, but yeah, it's okay to say no, even within the marriage um, covenant. It is okay to say no um, if you're, you know, dating boyfriend, girlfriend, and you participate in sexual activity. It's just say no if you don't want to do it. And if he forces you or if she forces you, it is a form of abuse. When I'm, I'm going to say this again, men and women, don't let your spouse use the Bible. The marriage bed is undefined. Don't let them use the word of God to make you do something that you don't want to do. Because see, this is still my body. <laughs> this is still my, I know married, that your body belongs to your wife, your body belongs to your husband. I know, I understand what the Bible said about marriage. I get it. I got it. I got it. But this is still my body. If you're, if, and I'm going to just leave that there because I was about to say something else, you know. If, yeah. Let me move on. If I get into more trouble than I'm already here. Ow! Financial abuse often operates in more subtle ways. So look, financial abuse. They didn't give us a lot about financial abuse, but I understand it. When an abuser controls the finances, they don't want to give you the money that you need. Well, let me backtrack before I say that. They don't want you to work. They either want to control over where you work. Most of the time, don't want you to work. Um, and then they, if you do work, you better bring all that money to them, and they control over where that money goes. Um, financial abuse can also include them not giving you money to like get food for the house. Um, not you know providing um. um money for the electric electricity or the water bill, you know, paying for the bills of the house, paying the rent, paying the mortgage. They won't give you money or allow you money to like buy the kids new clothes, new pair of shoes, you know, school field trip money uh, for school lunch if they don't get free and reduced lunch. Um, whatever the case may be, they control the money and they limit what you have access to or possibly don't give you access. I know of a wife that her husband was such an abuser. He kept a lock on the thermostat. And only he had the key. When I say... <laughs> that's how control... Y'all, I had... When I say I had never heard of such a thing, you put, I don't know how, I, I don't know how, I, I think it was like a little, I want to I say a cage, it was, it was, but it put me in the mind of a cage, like a little box or whatever it was over the thermostat with a lock to it. I know that's not financial, but it, and to me, in a way, that's a form of financial abuse because now you're controlling the thermostat. So if it's cold in the house, 
and you got the, the, the heats or the, it would be like on the, in 50, on the 50s, like 56, 57 or something like that, or you put the air on during winter time and the um, heat on or, you know, the heat on during the summertime because you... It's a form of abuse. Digital abuse. Um, digital dating abuse is the use of technologies like texting, social media, um, to bully, to stalk, to intimidate, to harass a partner. Okay. This can also be in the form of verbal abuse or emotional abuse. It's just conducted online. So, for example, you're dating a person. Maybe y'all have broken up and he or she is still harassing you via, se via sex message. Sexting via uh, text messaging is what I wanted to say via text messaging, social media, emails, whatever the case may be. We just got to be so careful who we connect ourselves with. I'm just, we got to be careful. Y'all, I'm going to take a sip of my water. Now, I don't know um, with the digital abuse if it's all just. Um, I don't think this is just like if you break up with your partner. I believe this is in the relation within the relationships because we're still, still talking about domestic abuse, having the power and control over a partner. And so them using again those that social media, the texting and all of that to intimidate you, to harass you, to bully you. Digital abuse. It's another type of abuse that occurs when someone follows you when they watch you, when they harass you in such a way, so consistently in, and in such a way that you fear for your life. You're afraid, you feel unsafe. Um, that is called stalking. I think stalking can also occur when you leave that man or that woman. You all, I watched a movie just last week. I think I was trying to think of the name of it, but I couldn't think of the name of it. Um, I saw it on Tubi and it was a domestic violence situation and it was two actors that I, that I have enjoyed watching other projects that they were in and they both did a phenomenal job in showcasing this particular, you know, domestic violence. In addition to the two actors that I enjoyed, Tay Diggs was in it. He's the only name that I can remember, but Tay Diggs was in this movie as well and I loved his role. Like, I really love Tay Diggs' role in this movie and yeah, I... Um, I see the I see the cover of the movie, but I can't think of what it is. So I'll put it in the description. It is it's good. Like it's really good. And wow. They they just it was good. It was really good how they portrayed everything. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you, because I think it mentions it in the it does mention it in the description. The young lady ends up getting out of the situation, I'll tell you that. And you know that. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the recipe for you to watch. It's really, it was difficult. Like, I think I had a pause a few times. Um, they didn't show too much of the uh, um, abuse in a way. They show more of the effects of the abuse, which I appreciate that because I'm very sensitive um, to things, um, to some things. And I'm glad that they didn't show it in a heavy way. Um, but I still, still had to pause a few times just to collect myself and be like, man, this, this really happens. Like abuse happens more often than we even can imagine. 
And so, again, I'll put the name of the movie in the description so you can check it out and watch it for yourself. I just think it it just, yeah, it's good. Um, so there are also, so those are the signs of abuse. There are warning signs there to look out for you all. So you can use your phone. Music as you are, I'm going to say monitoring, quote, unquote, my ear quotes, quote, unquote, monitoring the young people in your family that are in relationships, your siblings that are in relationships, your mom and daddy who might be in relationships, you know, they, they in in season now, and it's all good. They, when you're 80s, if you want to go ahead, you alive, you know, do you, you know, um, just as you're watching, like, well, look, I'm, I'm looking over my glasses, watching and praying, um, and meeting new people, um, who are, so you're meeting new boyfriends, girlfriends, um, partners of family members, friends, co-workers. These are some warning signs that you can look out for to, discern or to see if this is a potentially unhealthy relationship that could potentially lead to a domestic violence situation. Um, so if your partner or if you notice this and family, friends, you know, tell you or say that you never do anything right. So if you have a partner that tells you you never do anything right, that's a sign. If you notice this among family and friends, it's a sign. A person who shows extreme jealousy of friends or if you're away from them for an extended period of time. Y'all, let me tell y'all, y'all, I got a sword for y'all, but I don't think I can tell it. I'm going to see if I can tell it in a way. So I have a person who was away um, on a trip with friends and their spouse harassed them while they were gone. I'm going to just say how it is. The, the person, the, the, the abuser, I'm going to just say how it is, called me. Now, everybody that knows me pretty much knows me. <laughs> if you know me, you know me. So why the abuser called me? Knowing that I show am not the one that's going to help you out in no kind of way. Man, I was like, if you. And there's a reason why I answered. Because there was there's a reason why I answered. Because if it wasn't for that reason, I wouldn't answer the phone at all. If you don't get off my phone... Call me because the person that they were trying to contact with didn't answer them. Stalking, extreme jealousy, because someone is spending time with their friends or away from you. Peace in the valley, away from you, needed to break away from you so they can have peace. Okay, let me keep pushing. I just got, let me digress and we calm back down so I can make sure I give y'all this in a good way. If you're being insult, insulted, demeaned, or feeling ashamed from this abuser or from this person, those are signs that it's an unhealthy relationship and abuse is happening. Especially if they do it in front of people. Let me tell y'all a situation I had. So I 
this is not a partner situation. Have I ever had any issues with partners? I've never been in a domestic violence situation. I'm trying to think, have I ever had any partners? Like, I've never had any, um, like, any of my male friends be disrespectful towards me in general and then not disrespectful towards me and other people. But I've had other people be disrespectful to me. I've had a pastor to be disrespectful to me in front of people and I've had a supervisor to be disrespectful. And me being who I am, I, I'm not a pushover. So I got, a day came at me and I got back at him. And it was like a, whoa, Stephanie, because I'm quiet. Y'all, I know I talk here on the Stephanie Humphrey channel and I can talk, I'm a talker, like I will talk to you. But really, I'm an introvert. I am an introvert. Like I can be by myself for the, until Jesus come back and it'll be all good. For the most part, I'm going to just say for the most part, because I do like social interaction. I like dating. I like going out. I enjoy myself. But I could still be by myself and be just, be just like at peace, you know? And so, um, so I had to get back at them and I don't even know why I told all that story. I guess just, it, it's okay to stand up for yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. It is okay to stand up for yourself. Now, if you are in a domestic violence situation, it may not be safe for you to stand up for yourself because it could increase the abuse that you are experiencing but if you are early on in this friendship relation like if it's a person that you're getting to know and y'all are not really in a deep serious relationship um but you're seeing this sign that he or she is talking about you demeaning you putting you down shaming you in front of other people boy oh boy it's time to get your bags get your stuff and bounce i'm trying to tell you he or she is not the one there is better for you out there they not the one so it's okay tell those stories thank you lord for because it's okay to stand up for yourself take care of you value you treasure you so that you will not allow people to treat you any kind of way. I teach people how to treat me because I just, I'm just, you're not going to treat me any kind of way. You're not going to say anything you want to say to me. It's just not going to happen. So I digress. And I teach the children how to treat me too. I don't play no games. I ain't got no time. It's like too short. Life is too short to be in just foolishness and be in crazy relationships if we can keep ourselves out of crazy relationships. If we can keep ourselves out of domestic violence situations by seeing the warning signs, by seeing the red flags, by trusting the warning signs that are going off in our spirit, in our heart, in our mind. If we can take heed to the warning signs that the Lord has given us, I don't care if you save or if you're not saved. I don't care if you are anti, I'm about to say anti-Christ, I didn't mean to say that. I don't care if you're anti-God. What is it? Atheist, thank you, thank you, Lord. I don't care if you're an atheist. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you follow follow Buddha. I don't care who you follow or don't follow. The Holy Spirit resides in everybody. When you're saved, the Holy Spirit is activated. He begins to lead you into all truth, helps you discern people, uh, just gives you wisdom and grace and everything, strength and everything you need to live in this life. But because the Holy Spirit resides in you, because God created you, we're not talking about no, no, what's what they say, the, uh, 
uh, the evolution. We, we're not talking about that. The Lord created you, so he, him, his spirit rests within you. So I don't care who you are, who you serve, or who you don't serve. The Holy Ghost will give you warning signs about people that you don't need to be in connection with. I know we talk about domestic violence, but even business relationships. The Holy Ghost will give you warning signs, red flags, neon lights flashing around like a, like a movie theater sign. Don't marry this person. Don't be in relationship with this person. Don't date this person. Don't go out with this person. If they ask you for your first date, say no. I mean, the Lord will give you warning signs. You know how I know? Because doggone it. I know. Praise the Lord. Not to say that there were any potential domestic violence situations, but it could have been. So if the Lord told me no, oh, I was taking heed because child ain't got no time to fight nobody. And I'm not going to jail for murder one. I'm just saying. So take heed to the warning signs. I know that was a lot. I didn't mean to even go there, but I get a little fired up when it comes to how people treat people. Like we really have to treat people with love and respect. If you don't feel like the person that you want to be in relationship is treating you right, child, please go. Please, they somebody, I'm telling you, there's somebody better. I don't care how fine he is or how gorgeous and beautiful she is. What 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 did um what did uh Lord, what's my group? The Brick House. I can't even think of the name of the group right now. 25, 20, I don't remember, I don't even remember the numbers, but y'all know he's the Brick House, a mighty mighty. So I don't care how fine she is or he is, it, it's not worth your peace. I haven't, y'all heard me say this before. I haven't met anybody. I have not met all the people in all the free world um, or, or in the world that's ever lived in the world. But I've met enough people to know I have not met anybody yet that I would give up my peace for. Did y'all hear what I said? I have not met nobody, no, nobody that I would give up my peace for. Let me keep going with these signs. <laughs> y'all know I get off on the tangent. When it's something that's just that I'm passionate about. And because I don't want you to be, I don't want me, I don't want you to be in any type of domestic violence situation. So let's just take heed to the one signs. If the person is preventing you from making your own decisions, want to tell you where to work, where not to work, who you're going to be friends with, where you can go. Uh, this is what you need to do with, with your children. If they will not let you make your own decisions, that's a warning sign. That's a potential abuser, probably abuser. Get get about, get about, get about, get about, get about. If they are controlling the finances in the house, we talked a little about that earlier. They take your money when you work and they don't give you the, the money that you need for just the necessities at the house. Child, first of all, if you're going to move in with somebody, I mean, you know, I'm not an advocate for moving in with folks just to be moving in with folks. But if you decide to move in with somebody, just know who they are. I know you can't know everything about a person, but try to know as much as you can before you get in there. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, if the person is pressuring you to perform sexual acts, we talked about that earlier, that you don't want to perform. If they are pressuring you to take drugs or to drink alcohol and you don't want to do it, signs of abuser. If they are intimidating you with their looks or their actions, like I got, I can, I will steer you down. Y'all, I got my car um, inspected today because I forgot to get my inspection. My stickers do. And there was a gentleman that came up to me. I, 
all, not, it hasn't been lately, but every now and then when I go to the car dealership, they'll come and talk to me about my car. Child, I told a guy today, so he was talking to me about my car. He gave me my little Carfax report. He showed me how much it would be like the APR and all of that to um, purchase a new car. First of all, my current APR is under 2%. Like it's a one point something for my car. He was trying to give me a seven point something. I said, well, why did you, why did you, nah, nah, bruh, I'm going to drive this car until it, well, I ain't going to tell y'all what I see. I, I'm going to drive this car until it don't go no more. And y'all don't have to know exactly the words I said to him. And so me and him were talking and he's talking, he's asking me questions. I'm giving him information. I'm asking his, him questions. He gives me information and he asked me something and I responded. And he was just staring at me. And so, you know me, I'm staring back at him. Like, what you got, bruh? What you got? And so finally, after we done stared each other down, I said, do you have any more questions for me? <laughs> like, like, don't do like he was holding his ground. Out. I'm not saying I intimidated him. He didn't intimidate me. I didn't intimidate him. We just was going a little not bent like back and forth, like in a bad way, but just asking questions, answering questions. And then we just took a pause. Because I'm not going back down. And then. You got any more questions for me? Then we restarted the conversation. If a person is looking at you, trying to intimidate you with their looks or their actions, that is a, a form of abuse. Get away. And uh, in this particular situation at the car dealership, it was not a form of abuse. I was just giving you a point of reference with the staring contest. I can stare at you, whether it's a good stare or a bad stare. And he was staring at me, trying to figure me out. And I was staring at him just because he was staring at me. I wasn't trying to figure him out. I, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I just know I'm not about to buy no car. Well, come on, let's go on the lot and look. I'm not going to look for a car. I'm waiting for my inspection so I can get it. Go get some breakfast, and then go uh, go to go to my job, go to work. So he was trying to get me anyway. Side conversation. Let me get back to the domestic violence uh, awareness. And so, if they're intimidating you through threatening looks or actions, like they might hold up, like you're sitting over there. I'm, you know, the person, the abuser is sitting there. You're sitting here and they're like, maybe hold a gun up or have a gun in their lap or a knife or whatever the case may be. That's a form of, it could be a form of intimidation. Um, oh, and that's the next one. If they're intimidating you with knives, with a gun, with a bat, with mace, with anything that would cause you harm, that's that's the next one. Um, if they're insulting, wait a minute, so... Yeah, so that, that's part of intimidation. If they're insulting your parenting skills or they're threatening to harm your children or your pets, okay, look, I don't have no pets and I'm not going to get a pet. The only pet, I, I was thinking about getting another fish. The only pets I've ever had in my life as a, as a per, just me in the house growing up, we had, we had a dog, we had my sport. My sport passed away when I was a child. I think I was like maybe nine or ten. I was sad. I cried over my sport. I, I love my sport. I can't even remember. Hey, he was a black dog. He wasn't a Labrador, but I can't remember what dog uh, he kind of dog he was. But I cried over my sport. We had some other dogs since, but it wasn't my sport. So after my sport died, I was done with dogs. Like I don't want to see no dog. I don't want to look at no dog. My sport gone. I don't care about the rest of y'all dogs here on earth. Anywho, I've had fish, like beta fish, because they were easy to care for. So I don't do no pets, and I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews. And y'all, I'm... So there's a thing called jail. If you commit a criminal act, and I'm going to let y'all decipher through that for yourself. I'm going to keep reading. 
Um, if this person destroys your belongings or they destroy your home, that is a sign of abusive behavior and it can potentially turn into something more serious. Um, y'all, I'm So those are some signs. If you are experiencing any of those signs, or if you see a co a coworker or a um a family member, loved one, friend who their partner is exhibiting these type of behaviors. These behaviors are abusive tendencies, jealousy, the preventing you from, you know, hanging out with friends and doing like all of those are put, are behaviors for a potential abuser. So if you see this, if you can pull that loved one aside, pull that coworker aside and say, look, you know, these are, I'm very concerned about your safety. I'm concerned about your well-being. Um, I, I see these things about this this man or I see things about this woman that you might want to take a minute, take a pause, see how you're feeling about it. Are you discerning anything? Are you feeling any kind of way? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Just talk to them if you can and talk with them in love and in peace, not with judgment um, or trying to tell them what to do. Okay, be respectful to them. All right. All right. So there is such a thing called the power and control wheel. Um, the hotline.org is a um is a website that gives information. I got most of this information from there, but it gives information about I got the other information from um let me see the name of the group. It's called Love is Respect. It's another um website that has information on it. Um but this love. Uh, excuse me, this power is not love. No, do, 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 do. This power and control wheel um, gives some really great information about domestic violence, the physical violence, the sexual violence, the physical violence. I said that the physical and the sexual violence. And so it basically talks about what I just went over about intimidation, using emotional abuse, using isolation, minimizing, denying, and blaming using the children as a form or as a quote-unquote weapon against you, using male privilege, using economic abuse. So if you want to see this wheel and see, because under each of those headings that I just read are bullet points that gives you more information about that particular area as it relates to abuse, okay? So it has some really good information uh, on the um on the hotline.org website and the wheel is called power and control the power and control wheel excuse me y'all i felt like something just flew in my eye there i hope it's gone all right um yeah and i won't go over all of that because a lot of it is what i just went over all right i have something that i wanted to say oh so i used to watch scandal and with Karen Washington, first season, second season, one of my two favorite seasons, I, you know. Um, but during first season, there was a woman in the, I think it was like maybe episode three or four. And um, there's a gentleman in there. He has a family and his wife leaves him. She leaves him. And they had three children, if I'm not mistaken, like a teenage boy, the baby, and then like a top, maybe he was like three, four, five, somewhere in there. So she left him with the children and she eventually, uh, does she end up going back to him? Yeah, she eventually, she ends up going back to him because he 
um, somehow, I can't remember how it all happened, but she ended up going back because of some threats, I think is what it was. It's been a while since I've seen this particular episode. And so Olivia Pope, the character, um, goes to her rescue. And so she tries to leave him again, but then he takes, he uses the children as a way to keep, get her to stay. Child. <laughs> I, I just, and it was, I mean, he, the children crying. I wasn't crying, but I was mad. Like, I was mad at him. And so he used the children to get her to stay. Because he knew mom, moms, most moms, because I don't know most moms, I'm going to say, they love their kids. They're going to fight for their children. Um, And so she was at the end, you know, she was able to get away from him. She was able to go and just do what she needed to do for her and her children. I know it, it that's it's a TV show, so it, it ended well for that family, but I know it doesn't end well for, you know, for a lot of um, wives and children who are in domestic violence situations. Um, sometimes it just doesn't end, you know, as well. So, but yeah, he used their kids. I just, he used their kids. I really want to focus, I think something that I haven't done in the past um, and sharing information about safety planning when I went to the Women's Health Awareness, uh, the workshop last month about domestic violence, the gentleman who did the um, did the workshop, he is over a crisis center, and he was talking about a safety plan. Like he really spent a lot of time, not a lot of time, but a good portion of time talking about a safety plan, and there were some questions about it too. So that's one of the reasons why he spent um, you know some good time on it, and I appreciate it what he said, and it prompted me to look up information about a safety plan. So if you are in a domestic violence situation and you do want to get out, I would encourage you to create a safety plan. And I'm going to give you some information about creating a safety plan, even helping your children. Um, yes, helping your children, you and your children creating a safety plan for them in particular. So I know the time is getting late, so I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as possible. Then I have something to show you all that's right down here beside me. Um, so let me try to go through this as quickly as possible. So safety planning while you are with the abusive partner, okay? These are some things that you can do. I'm going to try to go over them as quickly as I can. Identify your partner's use and level of force so that you can access the risk of physical harm that may come to yourself. So just, just learn their pattern. Learn what triggers them to be abusive. Is it because they drink? Is it because they feel unsatisfied on their job? Somebody got a promotion over them again. So learn the pattern, like know the pattern of abuse, okay, so that you can protect yourself as much as possible. Identify your safe areas in the in your residence, okay? So know where the exits are. Know the pathway to those exits. Are there any blockages there? If they are, get, them, get that blockage out of the way so you can have a safe um, pathway to exit um, for that abuse. And that exit might look differently. It might be the front door. It might be the back door. It might be the door to the bathroom. It might be the door to the bedroom or another room in the house. Um, so just make sure that that pathway is so that you can exit as quickly as, as you can, especially if weapons are involved, in particular if a gun is involved. I haven't met anybody, well, I ain't going to say I haven't met, but I haven't known anybody yet to outrun a bullet. Now, you might be able to zigzag, you know, but I've never known anybody to, like, outrun a bullet. Um, now, you might can, like, zigzag or maybe duck, 
you know, those types of things, but just know the quickest way you can get to an exit, especially if a weapon is involved and in particular a gun um, and even a knife because some people can throw a knife and, you know, hit their mark and, and cause some damage. A knife or another, a, a baseball, a pot, a pan, you know, wh whatever the case may be, any type of web, any type of object that can be used as a weapon. Just know your exit, um, your exit way, and um, make try to you know make it as clear as possible so you can move quickly if you need to. Um, if you have a, a phone, like a, I know you know your. Uh, the abuser may be monitoring your phone. They may have a what like the per, they you know you have parental controls for your kids. Maybe they have some type of something like that um, that control monitor your phone. So maybe get a get a get a get a second phone that maybe he don't know nothing about or she don't know nothing about that you can maybe keep somewhere. Y'all know women got places where you can hide things. <laughs> And y'all, I know this is a serious topic, but I'm saying women have, we have places where we can hide things. So, you know, maybe get you a little, uh, a little flip phone, just something that you can call 911 or call a, a family member or call your safe person, you know, just hide it. And then, you know, you'll have it on your person, you know, right, right, right with you. Y'all, you know where I'm touching right with you. Okay. Um, so try to keep a phone on you and keep it charged. Okay. Hopefully he or she don't know about it. You know, you're able to work, charge it up at work and then just keep it on you. Um, create a, let me see, talk to others in the residence about how they can help you. If you live in an apartment building, in a condominium, in townhouses, talk to somebody who knows what's going on, that they can be a safe space for you. Or they'll know what to do if they hear your safe word, which I'll tell you about in a minute, or they hear the safe word if they need to call somebody, talk to some people. I know it's embarrassing. I know it's embarrassing to have to say I'm in a domestic violence situation, but let somebody know that's near you so that they can support you as best they can. Support you while still keeping them safe. They're, they're themselves safe, okay? So talk to some people in your neighborhood. If you live in a home, like a single family home, then talk to somebody in your neighborhood, somebody close to you so that they'll know what to do, okay? Um, so yes. Say this instruct them not to get involved in the violence between you and your partner and work with them to establish a mutual signal for when they should get help or leave the house so for example a mom could talk to their children about like if i do the peace sign or i do some other type of sign or if i say you want some peanut butter and jelly or just some type of safe word or safe phrase or signal that you can indicate to your children i need you to leave let that, you know, create, uh, establish that, you know, with your children, establish it with your neighbors, establish it with, you know, with your community. Okay, let me take a sip. I've been reading about some um, young girls who have been abducted and they have used certain signals to let people know that I've just been abducted. Like this person is not my parent. This person is not a family member, anybody that I know. I know that there was one, there probably have been a few cases, but one young lady where I think she called to order a pizza and whatever word she used, the pizza, the delivery for her, whoever answered the phone knew exactly what she was talking about. 
and he was able to call the police and she was able to get some help. And I know there's probably, I remember that one in particular, and there probably have been others. Maybe that could be the safe person for you. It could be your, your takeout person or your place where you get your your favorite place where you get your food that might be the person that you call and be and use a safe word or a safe phrase or order something and they know to call the police whoever can be your your safe space your community to support you in this domestic violence situation use that community okay use that community plan for what to do if your partner finds out about your plan so if they find out about your plan, watch your backup plan. Watch your A, B, C, D, E, F, G plan. Like get you some backup plans just in case your partner finds out about the plan A, plan B, plan C. Have a D, E, F, G if, if at all possible, you know. And maybe you can like there are crisis centers in your community. They can help you create a plan. There are counselors, there are people available in your community that can help you, like licensed professionals that can help you create a plan. One of the gentlemen was talking about the crisis center. He was talking about tell, tell, tell whoever it is, if it's a woman, it's a man, tell them to call the crisis center. We will help them to develop a plan that is best for them because a plan is going to look different for every person who's being abused. It's going to look different for everybody. Okay. So have some backup plans, all right? Y'all know how we have some backup money. You got the money under your mattress, got some in your in your bosom, in your in your shoe, and everywhere else. Y'all, I ain't gonna tell y'all that because I didn't know y'all business. But you, we we just keep you know you keep backups, backups for backups. Um, if possible, keep weapons like guns, knives. Keep them locked away. Keep them sort of like child. I know you need to cut up your vegetables, but maybe you need to get rid of all the knives in the kitchen. Throw them away. Give them to your neighbor. Like use some butter. Use a butter knife or use a plastic knife or something so that those knives won't be in the house. Okay, now if he bring a knife or he has a pocket knife, if you can get it, you know, get it away, then that's okay. But try to just keep weapons, anything that can be used as a weapon, locked up, um, if if at all possible. Back into your driveway when you park at home and keep your car fueled in case you have to have, do a, uh, make a quick getaway. Now, um, be mindful, you all, of your jewelry. Like, if you love to wear scarves, but he, that, that man or that woman will use that scarf to try to choke you, then you might not be able to wear scarves no more until you get out of that situation. If you wear a necklace and he might, you know, could use that necklace to to restrict your breathing, um, earrings, rings, whatever. If you wear jewelry and that has been used in the past to harm you, as much as you love your jewelry, because I love my jewelry, if it's used to harm you, you may have to adjust wearing the jewelry or maybe instead of wearing big earrings like these or wearing, instead of wearing hoops, maybe wear some studs or, no, you know, no jewelry at all. If he uses rings to try to like impress into your skin or something, maybe wear flat rings or no rings at all. Like if that jewelry or those accessories can be used to harm you, belts, then you may have to decide not to wear those things anymore. Um, last thing in this section about safety planning, if you're living with your partner still, um, the abusive partner still, if 
if violence, if 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 he's going to be violent or she's going to be violent, then the suggestion here, <clears throat> excuse me, is to make yourself as small as you absolutely can. So the recommendation is just to, just to fold yourself up, protect your head as best you can, and uh, just protect your head, protect your body, just as best because the less space that he has to harm you, or the le less space that she has to harm you, uh, the the thought is it's better for you, you know. And so make yourself just as small as absolutely possible. Okay, if you're safety planning with your children, then um, teach your children when, how, and who to contact during an emergency, okay? Teach your children what to do. Teach your children who to talk with. I remember um, one of my uh, family member's friend, they had and they went to high school together, but I don't think they had talked in a little while, but... Um, her husband killed her. It was a it was a domestic violence situation. He killed her. When she saw him, from what I if I'm remembering correctly, when he saw when she saw her husband pull out the gun, I believe he shot her. She told her son to run to the neighbors. I don't know if there was a safety plan in place with that neighbor, and I don't know if she said run to like Stephanie's house. You know. I don't know that part of it, but if she just said run to the neighbor, then I'm pretty, he had to know which neighbor to run to. So I'm pretty sure there was a safety plan in place. Um, but he was, the son was able to run to the neighbor and get free. And she, you know, he killed her and, whoo, y'all, it's, yeah, yeah. So tell your children, create a plan with your children about who they are to talk to, when they are to talk to them, and how they are commun to communicate with them. And again, a neighbor, family member, um, local service providers, whoever, whoever you have created the safety plan with outside your home, teach your children about the how, who, and the where, okay? Or the how, who, and the when, the how, who, and the when. If possible, instruct them to get out, to get out of the home um, so that they can get to safety. And that's where that neighbor comes in, you know, run to Stephanie's house, you know, um, or, or you know, run run to grandma's house. Or grandma live right, right two, two houses up, run to grandma's house, you know. And so have, have those individuals identified if they need to actually get out of the house. If, I don't know... If you haven't had an opportunity to talk to a neighbor, I'm, I'm thinking about fire safety plans, how you should have a place like a neighbor or a place in the community where you go in case your house or your apartment or condo or whatever, where your residence, if it catches on fire, maybe have a plan like that. If you're not able to go to the neighbors, meet meet at the oak tree, two houses up, or meet at the park that's across the street, you know, uh, something. Hopefully they can go to a person's house because they're kids. So hopefully it could be a physical person. Um, but maybe, maybe they can't get to the house or maybe the house is locked. Maybe I'm just, now for this, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, maybe your child has a whistle on them and they're blowing the whistle as they're running to the park because that's a safe space. But the neighbors know if I hear that whistle, let me see what's going on because those children are going to the park and let me call 911 or see if I can intervene or whatever the plan is that was established. Um, so yeah, just make sure that they to and so that might be the safe space um that your child will go to but just have that 
established already with your children? Um, identify a room in the house where they can go if they're afraid. It could be their, you know, the bathroom in the hallway or the bathroom they use. It could be under their bed, could be the closet in their bathroom, not in their bathroom, but the closet in their bedroom or wherever. Just identify a place where your child can go if your abusive partner escalates the abuse or even begins the abuse. Um, instruct them to spread out the therapy to any items that could be used to harm them, okay? So maybe don't run to the basement, you know, because there are some things there that could potentially harm you. Um, like don't go to the basement or, you know, don't go here, don't go there. So just identify those places where it is safe for them to go. And jelly. I don't even know what word that one came from. Or I don't know. Harriet told me free the slaves. Whatever the case may be, come up with a safe word or a safe phrase that you can use to your child. Or you know, it's time for you to. Well, you can't say it's time for you to take a bath because you're gonna tell them that all the time anyway. Um, maybe it's time for you to take your bath. Use that special soap that I just bought for you, or whatever. Don't have to be that long. It'd be a word or a phrase. Know it's an emergency, get out of the house or go to your safe space. Also, plan uh oh, teach your children not to intervene if your abusive partner is physically abusing you or, or whatever the case may be. At, teach your children not to intervene. You know, we don't want your children to get hurt. Now, I know with boys, when it comes to their mamas, boys are going to most likely try to protect their mother as best they can. But teach your children not to intervene. Teach them to keep themselves as safe as possible. Okay. Um, also, this is the last thing here. Um, plan for what you are to do if your children tells your abusive partner what the plan is. Be prepared for that because sometimes he may be intimidating that child or coercing that child or threatening that child to tell them the plan. So if they do tell the abuser the plan, don't get mad with them. Don't get upset with them. They did it to keep themselves safe. So you can't be mad at that. Okay. That's when the DFC, ABC, DFG rather. <laughs> I went DFC. Come on, come. get your alphabet right, Stephanie. The D, see, now I got to go through ABC, D, the E, D, E, F, G. That's when plan D, E, F, G comes into play. Okay. All right. Oh, I got it now. I got it. So, yeah. Yeah. If they tell your partner to plan, have a backup plan for the first plan. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to share just a few more things with you. Planning for unsupervised visits. So, if you're, if you are like already in separate places from your abuser, maybe it was your husband or your wife, y'all got a divorce, but y'all share kids, you know, and you're having a visit. If it's an unsupervised visit, create a safety plan for situations in which your child may spend unsupervised time with your abusive partner. So create a safety plan for that. If your children are old enough, brainstorm a plan with them so that you both know the plan and can implement the plan so that both of you can stay as safe as possible. And in particular, so the children can stay safe. Okay. Help them identify where they can get to a phone, who they are to contact, how they can leave the house and where they are to go, okay, for an 
supervised visits. In other words, if they just come over to the house, um, there's no like social worker, or the police or whatever, like nobody's with them. Planning for safe custody exchanges. Avoid exchanging custody at your home or your partner's home. Meet somewhere in a public place at the grocery store, at a at the fast food place, uh, wherever. Meet in a well-lit public place if you are um if you're picking up the children, if he's picking up the children or if she's picking up the children, meet in a public place, okay? If you can, because I have a friend where um, they, her and her husband, are they're, they're divorced, and so um, they pick up at the school. Friday, pick up, Monday, drop off. I don't need to see you. You over here, I'm over here. Peace in the valley. If that can be arranged, whether that, where that um, ex-abusive partner um, no longer abusive partner, but still father to your kids or mother to your kids, pick them up at school on Friday, drop them off Monday morning. If you need to write me a note, put it in their book bag. Matter of fact, don't even write me. So just try to avoid contact with that person as much as possible. Try to avoid the contact. Okay. Um, if you do have to meet with them, bring somebody with you. Like bring Pookie them with you. You know, Pookie them don't sometimes Pookie them don't mind going to jail or back to jail. We don't want them to go to jail. I'm not an advocate for jail. I'm just I'm just joking on that. I'm serious, but I'm kind of joking on that. Take somebody with you. Like take your cousin, your uncle, your uh your friend down the street that's about 280 pounds, six feet two. I mean, just take somebody with you that's gone, that you know, like if he jump off, they going to jump off. You ain't even got to step in. You can just stand back. You and the kids stand back. Some pop off. Whoever you brought with you, they got you. Bring somebody with you. Bring two, three, four, 10, 15, 25, 35, 45 people. Bring some people with you if you need to do an exchange. I have something else to say about that, but I'm gonna keep it to myself. Um, so yeah, so that's is that in that particular, let me calm down so I can get my words right. So that's in the event that you, you know, you're dropping off picking up kids from your no longer abusive partner, but the parent of your child. Um, and I think that's all I have to say. You all, there is help. There is help. I do want to say this. The reason why some people abuse, oftentimes abusers witness abuse in their own home. And they think that's just the way it is. They don't stop the cycle or get help or do research or get therapy. They oftentimes witness abuse growing up. Others learn their abuse by watching other people, watching friends, you know, watching other family members. Maybe they didn't grow up with them, but they watch abuse like throughout their family or in their friendship circles. They see it in the culture. They see it on TV. They see it just out and about. Um, and it becomes something, you know, a part of them in some kind of way. Maybe there's like the insecurity that I talked about at the beginning of the broadcast and they just have that need or that desire or that want or that insecure place within them where they need vivid power and control to feel secure, to feel strong, or to feel powerful. A lot of weak people become abusers and just 
they need that power control over you to make them feel strong and big and bad and like they somebody. You know, you can be somebody without beating up on somebody. You can get an education and be and be somebody. Be what you want to be. Even if you don't get an education, learn a trade. Start your own business. Like there are other ways to be big, bad, and powerful. You don't have to beat up on nobody to be big, bad, and powerful. But some people, quote unquote, think they need that in order to be whoever. Child, I, I don't understand that. I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't understand the different elements of the mind as it relates to abuse or as it relates to psychopath, sociopath. I don't understand all of that. It's not my education. It's not my experience. Woosah, all right? But those individuals need to exert power and control over somebody and they do it often to women because women are considered to be quote unquote weak. Child, let me tell you. We may be considered the weaker vessel, as the Bible says, in our strength, like in our physical strength. But don't get it twisted. I'm done with that. Um, If you experience abuse in your home, you can break that cycle and get the help you need so that you will not become an abuser or so that you will not be the one abused. There is help for you. I'll add some information to the description, some links um, that you can tap into to get information, to do some research so you just know these things for yourself. I want to share this last thing, and I promise I'm going to be done after this last thing. I had not planned to go this long, but I wanted to share the relationship spectrum. I actually got this off of Love is Respect website. Um, I just want to share this with you about Love is Respect. Love is Respect helps teens and 20-somethings learn about healthy relationships and dating violence. Yes, you all, there are young people, teenagers that get 13, 12, that get into domestic violence situations. If you have a child that was once outgoing and friendly and they start to withdraw, you better find out something going on. Some It might be physical abuse. It might be um, domestic violence. It might be they've been molested. They've been sexually assaulted. Y'all, if you got a family member, especially a, a young lady, even a young boy, because, you know, boys are physically abused, sexually abused, and all of that as well. But if they are like, maybe during the summer, they will wear shorts and just wear BQ and they start covering up and doing different, you better find out what's going on. Something has, something has happened to that child to cause that behavior to change. You better do some research. I'm like Medea. I will take the doors off the hinges. Like I'm, I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to probe. I'm not just going to let you sit over in the corner. I see changes in you. And because I'm quote unquote scared of you, I ain't met a child yet that I'm scared. Of. I promise you, I've been in the education system for over 20, I, 20 years. I have not met a child yet from the younger ones, from my three-year-olds that I used to teach up to the high school students that I used to work with. I ain't met a child yet that I'm scared of. That's number one. And I sure ain't met a child in my family yet that I'm scared of. I'm going to ask questions. I don't have no kids, but if I got I got nieces, nephews, younger cousins, I'm going to ask questions. If I think something is going on, I'm going to ask you questions. And if you don't answer me, I'm going I'm to almost, I'm not going to harass you, but I'm going to almost find out what's going on. I will grab phones, ask my niece and nephew. They've been to the house. What you doing on this phone? What you doing on this? You using my Wi-Fi. So I'm going I'm going to find out what's going on. I don't care nothing about your privacy up in here. 
Now, I do care about your physical privacy. You and they, but I'm talking about your technology privacy. I don't care nothing about that. That's the kind of privacy I'm talking about. You ain't got no privacy in my house as it relates to technology and as it relates to your emotional, mental, physical, social, spiritual well-being. I'm going to find out what's going on. Praise the Lord. So my thing is, if you don't want Auntie to probe, don't come to my house. <laughs> I love you and I want you to come, but don't come over here if you don't want me to probe into what's going on with you. Don't call me. Don't ask me no questions. Don't talk to me because I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to probe. Because that's just who I am. I care about your safety and your well-being, so I'm going to probe. Okay, I'm done with that. Let me do this last thing. The relationships. Oh, I was talking about love is respect, and I got off on the tangent. Let me focus. Ow! Love is respect helps teens and 20-somethings learn about healthy relationships and dating violence. Okay? So... I'm going to share their website in the description so that you can read this information for yourself because maybe you have children, maybe you have nieces and nephews, maybe you have younger cousins in your family that you want to learn more information so you'll know how to help them. And so I'll put the link so that you can read it. Last thing, I promise it's going to be the last thing. And I still got the, oh man, I still got to show y'all what I got. Okay. Y'all just bear with me. I'm going a lot longer than I anticipated, but it's good information. I'm hoping you're gaining knowledge and gaining wisdom and gaining uh, the resources that you need to help you and to help you help others, okay? So the relationship spectrum, all relationships, according to Love is Respect, exists on a spectrum from healthy to abusive and unhealthy in the midst, okay? A healthy relationship looks like respect, it looks like good communication. It looks like trust. It looks like honesty. And it looks like equality. And I'm even going to throw in equity in there. You make decisions together and can openly discuss whatever you're dealing with, like relationship problems, sexual choices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You enjoy, excuse me, you enjoy spending time together, but you can also be at peace and happy when you're apart. That's a healthy relationship. And that's just a few things, y'all. It's just a few things. Y'all can add some more things. What do you all see as a healthy relationship? Add it to the live chat. Add it to the description. Uh-oh, I've been missing my comments. I'm, I'm going to get to it in a minute. Let me take a sip of water. So what does healthy relationships look like to you? Another aspect I want to read. To me, a healthy relationship looks like my partner encouraging me. Um, lifting me up when I want to try something new or do something that I've never done before. <clears throat> Instead of them saying, child, you know you ain't got no education or what well, they wouldn't say child, but um, honey, you don't have any education or experience to do that. Like, why you want to start your own business? Like, why you want to just write a book? Like, why you want to do that? Like, you don't have the skills to do that. Ain't nobody going to read your little, little whack book anyway. Child, get away. Okay. That's unhealthy and abusive tendencies. But what is a healthy relationship? Like, Stephanie, you're going to write a book? Wow. That's, I, well, what is it about? Like, what are you going to write about? What genre are you going to write about? Like, what's your interest? Somebody who is genuinely interested in you, interested in the things that make you happy, interested in your dreams and your goals. To me, that's another part of what a healthy relationship looks like. Not only do they recognize 
or listen to and respect what you want to do with your life, they encourage you and help you help you to do it, motivate you to do it. And so to me, that's another aspect of what a healthy relationship looks like. So y'all add to the chat what you think or what you feel healthy relationship looks like to you. Okay. Unhealthy relationships are based on attempts to control the other person. So unhealthy relationships look like breaks in communication, pressure, dishonesty, struggles for control, and inconsiderate behavior. If you done gone to the restaurant before you got to the house, done pick you, yourself up something, but you didn't bring me nothing, boy, boy, we about to have it out. Let me just, we about to have it out. First of all, I'm not going to be dating nobody like that, but I'm just saying, we going to have it out. Um, so inconsistent, excuse me, inconsistent probably, but inconsiderate behavior as it says here. So unhealthy relationships, one person tries to make most of the decisions. He or she may pressure their partner about sex or refuse to see how their actions can hurt. In an unhealthy relationship, you feel like you should only spend time with your partner. I don't want to see you unless we marry and I have to see you every day. <laughs> I don't want to see you every day. If we're dating, I don't want to see you every day. I We might can call and talk to each other every day maybe, but I don't want to see you every day. I will see you around the way. We'll go out next Tuesday. Like we, I'll see you on Friday. Like I don't want to see you every day. Now, if it starts to become very serious and we're talking about being married, then maybe I want to see you every day. Maybe we can, you come on to the house, you can have dinner. I come to your house, have dinner. We go out to the restaurant, whatever, whatever. We go to the winery. We go to, to the festivals, the community festivals, you know, whatever, whatever. And then if we're married, of course, I have to see you every day, even though I may not want to. That's a whole different situation. But that is what unhealthy relationships look like. One aspect of that, they only want to spend time with you. That can lead into that power and control. So watch, watch that. Last thing, abusive relationships are based on imbalance. Based on an imbalance of power and control, accusations, blame shifting, isolation pressure, manipulation. One person is making all the decisions about whatever, your sexual choices, your friendship groups, your where you can go, where you cannot go, giving you boundaries about what you can and cannot do, who you can befriend and not befriend. You spend all your time together and feel like you can't talk to other people, especially about what's really happening in your relationship. Isolation is a red flag for abusive behaviors. Isolation, because they want their voice to be the only one in your ear. If you can't talk to nobody else, that's a problem. Because see, if you talk to somebody else, then they may be able to persuade you to their side or persuade you to do something um, that that abuser doesn't want you to do. So they want to have your ear in all things. Again, 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 I haven't met nobody. I have not. I've, I've dated some fine men here, but I ain't met a fine enough man yet that's going to, that I will swap my piece for. <laughs> Because my peace is more important than any fine specimen of a man. Let me tell you. It, my peace is more important. I'm just going to leave it right there. I'm just saying I'm going to leave that right there. I haven't met a person yet that I would swap my peace for. My peace is of the utmost importance to me. And if anybody, I don't care if it's a man, a co-worker, a family member, if you disturb my peace, 
The only time you gonna see me buck up, besides injustices, besides you messing with my nieces and my nephews or another family member, nieces, nephews first, and then other family, besides those things, you will not see me buck up unless you, if you attack my peace or disturb my peace in any way, I will go from zero to one million and point zero 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 two seconds. I'm telling you, because my peace is very important to me. So don't come at me with my, with my peace. I don't care who you are. If you disturb my peace, I'm we 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 gonna throw like the young people say we gonna throw some hands. I'm just saying I'm gonna leave that there. So let me read the comments. I don't took my glass off. Let me put it back on. So my aunt Wanda said, "Love doesn't hurt people." I'm excuse me. Let me try that again. Love doesn't hurt you. People do. So if a partner says, I love you, I love you, I love you, but they're physically, verbally, sexually abusive towards you, financially abusive towards you, and the other things that we talked about at the beginning of the broadcast, that's not love, that's control, that's power. If you can get out, get out. If you're not able to get out, then create a safety plan and maybe we can work towards getting out. All right. Oh, my, my, my aunt Wanda was, it was a Commodore. Thank you. I couldn't think of the kind. She's a brat. Okay. So Brick House, that was a Commodore. So I cannot think of what group it was. And I was trying to think of the number, the mesh, the woman measurements. I don't have them because I'm, you know, I know my, you know, I'm a woman, but I don't be looking at other women like me and, you know, men just be measurements in different parts of our body. I'll understand. My aunt Wanda said he's fine as wine, but maybe not your kind. Pay attention, people. Amen. I like that, Aunt Wanda. Go ahead with your rhyme if you want to. He's fine. This is my Aunt Wanda talking. I'm reading the, the live chat. He's fine as wine, but maybe not your kind. Come on in here. I like it. Pay attention, people. Let your discernment keep. I'm telling you, if there is something uncomfortable within you or unsettling within you about that person, you better check it out. I don't care how fine he is. I don't care how beautiful he is. I don't care if he is a billionaire. I'm telling you, let me, oh, let me add that in. I haven't met a person yet that I would exchange my peace for. I don't know amount of money in the world that I would exchange my peace for. I would love to have a billion dollars. Oh, I can do some things with a billion dollars. I will pay off debt. I will be buying houses and cars for the people that I love, maybe. I will be giving to my charity. I will probably come off the job so I can work my charity full time. I will be donating to nonprofits. Boy, I can do some things. Feeding some homeless people. Like I can do some things with a billion dollars. But I will not exchange a billion dollars for my peace. I'm just saying. So he can have a billion dollars. But if there's something discomforting or unsettling within you about him, then you take heed to that discomfort. Take heed to those warning signs that you are feeling on the inside. I don't care how beautiful she is. I don't care how good the loving is. It ain't where I, I just, your peace is more important. Your safety is more important. Your health and well-being is more important. I'm just saying, because that's a short time, but your health, well, peace and your, um, your health, wellness and peace are lasting. Okay. So just take care of you. My mom says preventing you from doing something that is wrong. Yeah. So preventing you from doing something that is wrong. Maybe mom meant preventing you from doing something that is right. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Mom is saying exactly. So I asked everyone to put in the chat some things that 
they feel are make a healthy relationship. Let me get my words right. So put to the, in the chat comment section some things that you feel make for a healthy relationship. So that's what my mom is answering. Someone who prevents you from doing something that is wrong. Check plus. I agree with that. And then someone who encourages you to remain true to your goals and shows you love. Amen. What's love got to do? Got to do. Okay, love is very important, y'all. I understand when somebody tells you that they love you, if they're an abuser and they say that they love you, love and abuse don't they don't match up. They don't match up. Okay, they don't match up. They don't go together. Um, and so yes, if he says he loves you, if she says she loves you, but they abuse you, that's not love. That's control and that's power masked in that quote unquote love that they're talking about. So I agree. Someone who encourages you to remain true to your goals and shows you love. And I mean, the love of God, like will take off, um, I was about to say, take off their coat and put it on you. That's some love, especially if it's about 20 degrees below zero and they take their coat off and they hat off and they scarf off and wrap it around you. That's some love. But we don't want them to do that because we don't want them to get frostbite. We want them to be safe to the person who loves you. Um. So anyway, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop. Stop, stop right there. Okay, y'all, it's already after 8 o'clock, y'all. I really did not plan to go this long, but I got one more thing to show you all. Thank y'all for sticking with me. Again, I hope the information was great. I hope it was helpful. I hope that it has been a good resource for you, again, for yourself so that you can keep yourself out of abusive situation and as a resource for you to kind of keep an eye out on family members and loved ones. All right. So I have a box here. We're going to do an unboxing. Um, all right. So I have an unboxing. This, the box is heavy. I should have put it on one of my chairs so I wouldn't have to lift it up so high. So my mom said... So my mom says, sometimes you're not in an abusive relationship and they say that they love you, but they don't really mean it. They just want to get something that they want. Um or something that they want you to do. And that's possible. Sometimes men say, I love you so they can have sex with you. Sometimes a woman say, I love you so she can get your wallet or your credit card and go do some shopping. And sometimes women might say, I love you to get sex from you. You know, it's not just from the men perspective. Sometimes that man will say, I love you just so they can get your credit card if you're the woman and go shopping. Or because they want you to help them get a job. Or maybe if y'all in school together, they want you to write all their papers for school so they can get an A because they know you're doing well. So yeah, sometimes Sometimes people, it may not be an abusive, a full-blown domestic violence situation, but they say, I love you to get something from you. That is not a form of love. It is a form of power and control. It may be on the milder spectrum, but it is still a form of power and control because they're using the phrase, I love you. They're using your your desire for their love or for that relationship. Um they are using your desire for that level, for that relationship to get you to do something that they want you to do. And so it could be a milder form of, of, of abuse, but I would still categorize that in the overall arcing um, of a overall arc of abuse. I would. But thank you, Mom, for your comment, because I do agree with you. Some people say, I love you just to get something from you. I agree. All right, y'all. I got a box. It's heavy. So I'm going to actually move my computer. I can put the box up here. Woo! Okay. I forgot to take my uh, thing off, so let me peel this off. 
Y'all don't need to see all that. All right, y'all. I have a box that I ordered. So I found out about, about this black-owned laundry detergent, y'all. There are three men. Okay, I didn't mean to holler at y'all, but I'm just really excited. And I get loud when I get excited. Praise the Lord. So these three men, it's Mr. Ali B. Muhammad. He is a veteran. Uh, Mr. Malik Saleem and Mr. Abdur Rahim Shahid, also a veteran. These three men have joined together. I can't, I don't, I didn't write down the year you all, but they started their business. But their business is True Laundry Company. So the True Laundry Company, y'all, they make natural laundry detergent. I could not believe it. So y'all know I watch Roland Martin unfiltered on the Black Star Network almost every single evening. I am watching his new show. He brings the news that don't nobody else bring from the black perspective. It's black news, just everything black. Blackly black, 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 blackly black, black, black. And so I he does a marketplace segment. And so that's why where I've learned a lot of I've learned a lot about black. I'm not going to say I learned a lot. I've learned about new black owned businesses and not necessarily new, but new to me. And so he does a marketplace segment where he features black owned businesses. And that's why I've learned some of the businesses that I have on my stephaniehumphrey.net website. A lot of those I learned, I'm not, not going to say a lot of them, but some of them I did learn about from the Roland Martin show. And so this is my box. This is my box. And I wanted to open it with you tonight because I'm ready to start using it and I need to wash some clothes and I didn't want to wait till next week. So I'm doing an unboxing. Again, the company is called True Laundry Company. They actually, most of the businesses who come on the Roland Martin Unfiltered show on the Black Star Network, they give us a discount code. So usually I order that same, that same night. Like while I'm watching the show, I'm usually ordering and so I ordered this the same night that they were featured on the Roland Martin Unfiltered Show on the Black Star Network. I'm going to keep saying it because y'all need to tune in. Oh, my gosh. This is bigger. I was wondering why the box was so heavy because this is bigger than what I thought. So I got the, oh, wow. I didn't know it was going to be liquid detergent. But look how big. Oh, my gosh. This is heavy. Look how big this container is. So I got the 101 load. I'm going to put it closer to you. That's the logo. I got the True Free and Clear. It is free of fragrance and dyes. It is a liquid laundry detergent, as I shared. It has water, surfacants, get my enunciation correctly, fabric, whitening agents, and preservatives. It contains no phosphorus, okay? So this gives me 101 loads. And I like Free and Clear detergent. I purchased it in the past of another brand, and I really like it because sometimes some parts of my skin have gotten sensitive over the years, like since I've gotten older. So they have a special. It's a two-pack. So I got two of them. This is my other one. So the two-pack was, oh, I got some samples. I love samples. The two-pack, I think, was like 35, and we had a 15% off discount, I think. And so, y'all, I'm so excited to use this. I washed clothes last Saturday, but I think I'm going to wash one, a load of clothes just so I can use my true free and clear liquid laundry detergent. Y'all should get some, like, really, this is a black-owned business. I actually had bought some pods when I was in 
um, the store maybe last month or so, I might end up giving those pods up because Black-owned child, come on, Black-owned. I'm a Black-owned business person, let me tell you. If I know you got some Black-owned products that I can use, then I'm going to use it. And you, you all know what? I said that this was all natural, but that may not be right. I'm, I'm sorry. I may have misrepresented their product. And if I did, I apologize. I scratched that part of it. Um, Let me see if it says... So I apologize that I misrepresented their their um their product. So excuse me for that. So I do want to bring that correction to myself. Um, it has it's four times the concentration, um, free of fragrance and dyes. I guess that's what I think about all natural, but that's just my own thought process. The true laundry company does not make any claims that this is all natural because it is laundry detergent. So I apologize for that misrepresentation. Um, but it is free of fragrance and dyes. It removes, of course, dirt, stains, brightens, fabrics. I'm excited to use my shoes. So yeah, so I'm excited and I know, let me just check the chat because you know my mama be liking to be like, Stephanie, bring me a container. See, she already said it. Oh, oh, she just asked me, was I sharing what was in the box? Yes, yes. So this, oh, what's in the box? Oh, oh I got my cup. I'm sorry, there is some things. I got my cup. Oh, they gave me samples of their of their plain um, liquid laundry detergent. This is a heavy duty, and it's also four times the concentration. So they gave me actually two of these. So that's one. And here's the second one. So I got two of these. I might end up giving these to somebody, though. Um, and then I got a thank you. I love when, you know what? It's something I need to do for my own business. Let me keep this over. No, I'll put it over here because I'm going to put it in my recycler. Um, so they gave me a thank you. And y'all don't need to know what it says because y'all need to order your own product so you can get your own thank you card and you will know what it says. But I'm going to read it for myself. Yay! Awesome. So that's my unboxing of my free and clear true laundry detergent. Again, the name of the company is True Laundry Company. True La I think they have other um I feel like they had some other products on their website as well. But either way, I'll add it to the description so that you all can order some for yourself. I I'm gonna just say so. While they were on the Roland Martin unfiltered show on the Black Star Network, there were a couple of people that said they've been using this for years. And so I feel very confident that I'm going to love it. And this is the only detergent I'm going to use moving forward. I'm so excited about that. So that's my unboxing. You all, I will give you an update next month to tell you how much I love it because I just feel like I'm going to love it. So that is my announcement there. Last thing I want to say is October is coming to an end and November is coming. But I'm going to go ahead and make Walking Out Our Love and A Return to Love available on the TermaPublishing.com website. Um, part of our 15-year anniversary, these both books will be 40% off starting this weekend, tonight or this weekend, just whenever I get to it. But for the entire month of November, you can get these books for 40% off. So we're still celebrating. I know I haven't said much about the anniversary, but I'm still celebrating. So 15 years in business. You all know that next month is National Novel Writing Month. I write from November 1st to November 30th every year for the last... I think this is my ninth year, I think, that I've been writing with Nano, and I 
Absolutely love it. This year, I'm writing short stories. I have at least three short stories that are brewing within that I'm going to get on paper. And y'all, this year, I have one of my young ladies from my nonprofit. She's going to be writing with me this year. My um, my aunt and my mom might be writing with me this year. If you want to write with me, I would love to have you write with me. You can find me at nanowritemo.org. I'll put the link in the description. My handle is Determined Step because my publishing company is Determined Publishing Company. And so I would love to for you to be a friend of mine, us to write together. We can actually plan some Zooms if you want to. I'd have to know who you are first. I ain't going to just Zoom with everybody. But um, if I know who you are, we can do some Zooms while we're writing together and just in keeping each other encouraged as we're cranking out 50,000 words in 30 days. The first year, y'all heard me say this, the first year I only cranked out maybe 16,000, 18,000, or I think it was something under 20,000. And then I gradually started getting better with my writing as far as cranking out the 50,000 plus words. It's a lot of fun, y'all. It's a lot of um, activities that are going on in my area because you can connect with your district or your region and you can talk with other people in your area. They'll keep you encouraged and just it's just a fun time. And I love National Novel Writing Month. I look forward to it every single year and I'm excited about this year, especially since I got one of my young ladies writing with me. I'm so excited about that. So again, if you want to join me, nanowritemo.org. My handle is determined step. Okay. Um, See, my mama always talking to the samples. Oh, I got Okay, so one sample to my aunt and one sample to my mom. When I'm going to see y'all again. Okay, I might save these for y'all. I said I might. So if I don't, don't be mad. I love my mommy and my auntie. <laughs> So anyway, you all, thank you so much for joining me tonight. If you want to know more about me, my business, my ministry, you can visit my website at stephaniehumphrey.net. Again, that's stephaniehumphrey.net. Don't forget to like this episode. Y'all, I have never gone for two hours, I don't think. Have I? I know I'm long-winded, you know, take it up with my family, praise God. Uh, so if you like the episode, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Share this episode with your family and friends. It is so important that all of us are aware of domestic violence so that we can help advocate for ourselves or advocate for our loved ones, okay? You all know it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Women, make sure you're getting your mammograms. Men, if you're having any of the symptoms that I talked about last Thursday in your breast area, then talk to your healthcare provider. There is most um, breast cancer um, diagnoses are in women, but there are some men who get breast cancer. So make sure that you're taking care of yourselves. You're getting your yearly exams and you're getting your mammograms, okay? We need to be healthy and we need to be well. This month of October is also Disability Awareness Month. If I find some information about it, um, I'll put it in the description. I am a special needs educator, and so I've been working with special needs children throughout my career, throughout most of my career. I've been working with children with special needs, and it has been a joy. It has been a joy. It has been joy. It's been tough in some moments. It really has, but it has been a joy. And so it is Disability Awareness Month. Love on everybody, whether they look like you or don't look like you, whether they're able-bodied or have like limited mobility. Everybody is important. Everybody is beautiful. Everybody is unique and everybody should be respected and treasured. Amen. Amen.
Oh, mommy, you couldn't find me. I'm sorry, mommy. Let me um let me put it in. I'll add my handle to the description so that you can find me. And mommy, I'll text you. All right, y'all. Take care. Have a blessed, peaceful rest, and have a beautiful rest of the week. Take care. In addition to going live on my YouTube channel at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays, I also go live at 10 p.m. on my podcasting channels, including Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Blessings.